Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Radio family, good morning. Welcome another weekend edition of Community Focus. Very nice to be back with you. As always, we have the weekend to talk about good people doing some good things in our communities. And one of the best parts of this show, every time we get together, Radio family, we get to introduce new members, newbies, as I like to call them. (laughs) See, I love that laugh. I want to welcome our newest member of our community focused family. She's not going to be a newbie for very long, but this no, is. I'm not. Thank you very much. <laughs> she is making her first appearance and hopefully of many down the road as the family recruitment specialist at the Children's Home Society of North Carolina. I want to say good morning to Miss Asia McCoy. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing all right. Beautiful, beautiful name. I love the spelling. Very pretty. Thank you. You're, You're so unique. Welcome. You're the first person that got it right on I the first right. try, I, I feel like. So that's Yay, good. Renee. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, Asia, our radio family is going to get to know you very well. And like I said, welcome. Newbie titles gone. See how quick that works. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Asia. We definitely have a great topic of discussion to talk about because many of our listeners are very likely aware or have at least heard of the Children's Home right. Society of North Carolina. You are a leading private child welfare agency in the state. You specialize in a lot of great services to which we're going to talk about this morning (laughs) to familiarize our radio family, especially with those services such as foster care, adoption, family life education, and a whole lot more. So hopefully we're going to break all of those down. Okay. (laughs) And you're going to give us more information. So let us start from the very beginning now, for those who may not know, what is, and I think I kind of answered this question yeah. with my description there. Aisha, I'm sorry, but please feel free to elaborate. Talk to us more about what the Children's Home Society is, and especially what is the mission. Okay, no problem. Um, Children's Home Society is the largest private provider of foster care adoption services in North Carolina. Um, our mission specifically is to promote the right of every child to a permanent, safe, and loving family. Um, and I think within our culture, it's, it's ingrained from everyone you talk to within it. So that's who Children's Home Society is. Very nicely done. Aisha, I have to say, now sitting right across from you, you are such a beautiful young lady. And you look very youthful for your age, especially with your position <laughs> as a family recruitment specialist. I, so I must ask, how long have, have you been with the agency? I have only been with the agency for one month. At you, this point. you really are a newbie in every yes, sense of the word. I am. Well, first of all, congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with CHS. Wonderful. Long time coming. Excellent. Well, if I may ask as well, where were you coming from before you came to CHS? I was actually coming from a sales environment. I was selling TV, internet, and phone right. over the phone, which wasn't my favorite, but the sales right. experience 
helped me to get the job. So. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> and also, I think it's going to come in handy like with it, as I get into this position. So. Very good. Well, if you don't mind, too, Aisha, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where, where's home? Where'd you go to school? You know how we do on our public affairs. We want the backstory. Okay. Well, I'm Aisha McCoy. Um, I, I'm born and raised in Greensboro, North Carolina. I went to college in Charlotte. I went to UNC Charlotte. Go 49 Very nice. I had a cousin who graduated. <laughs> for, she loved the experience oh, there. It's such a beautiful campus. It is. It is. And so fun. Um, I studied marketing there. Okay. Um, as far as... My experience, I told you I was a call center. Right. Uh, what else you want to know, Renee? No, that's about it. That's good. That's okay, good. good. No, we don't. We we won't get into all of your personal I was affairs. To say I've got twenty five years of life. I don't know what to tell you. You're just getting started, my okay, dear. Good. Just getting started. But getting back on track with our conversation. Thank you for that that side point there, Asia. How do children actually come into the care of the Children's Home Society? Well, many of our children are the victims of abuse, abandonment, neglect. Um, and oftentimes after an investigation happens through DSS, which sometimes can take a few months, right. then that, then that's when it's decided that the home is no longer safe for the children to be in. Mm-hmm. And the children are then removed and then um, are called waiting children, as in they're needing foster families or they're needing adoptive families. Right. And when we talk about the kids, Asia. Can you give us an idea of perhaps some of the youngest children that you've dealt with up until what particular age before they age out of the system, I think, is, is the term that we hear a lot. Yes, absolutely. Um, we have some some children that come in as newborns. Um, it could be to different circumstances. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe um, drugs was a factor or something like that. And we also have children that are, that are not exactly children. They're up to 21 years old. Wow. And that's kind of to make sure that, you know, we can intervene because the statistics are not really on their side right. for adults who age out of the system. Mm-hmm. So we still want to give even those young adults an opportunity to find their forever family. Excellent. And it's such a good fit for you, Asia, as the family recruitment specialist, because you have an opportunity, no doubt, to really get to sit down with interested families, right. whether it's a single parent household, two parent Maybe it's a family that already has some children. <laughs> right. And so you obviously come through many different case scenarios in your position on a daily basis. What was your first experience? Can, can you give us an, an example of when you first started, how things were? What, what did you experience or what were you going through at that time? Well, okay. So okay, this is, I guess it's kind of deep a little bit. Um, <laughs> but um, so I actually left the job as a sales agent at mm-hmm. Reventures. And I left that in April 2016. Okay. And for about a year, um, you know, just being like a year and a half post-grad, you know, it's still kind of hard to find your way and find, you know, what exactly that you want to do. So exactly. I kind of began a path of self-discovery. Um, so that's when I started my YouTube channel. I got more involved in a youth group called Beauty Within that mm-hmm. mentors um, young girls K-12. Right. And I really discovered that, you know, being in sales, just going after money was not exactly for me. I wanted to do something where what the work that I did truly helped someone else. Right. And when I saw a family recruitment specialist position, I knew that That's this was what, what I wanted to do. Like Excellent. I prayed every single day on it wow. and I prayed that I was the right person to be able mm-hmm. to do it. So I'm super glad to be here and <laughs> glad to just be able to, you know, get our children a step closer to finding a family. So Very nice. And I'm sure without question, Asia, that the Children's Home Society of North Carolina 
is very happy to have you on board as well. And obviously you work with such an incredible staff of of individuals and the work that you do and the work that everybody does collectively as an agency. To talk more about that, let's shift the focus in asking this question. Asia, what does being a foster parent entail? And something that's called the foster care and therapeutic foster care, so there is a difference. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So with with foster care as as normal, basically, it is the job of the parents to provide an environment um, where these children, like I said, who have came from abuse and mm-hmm. neglect, can really have a home and stability. And sometimes t- foster care is needed for just um, a few days. It might just be for a weekend that you know we need temporary foster care. Right. And then there's other circumstances where. Um, reunification, you know, isn't able to happen. Mm-hmm. So it could take a year, two years or so or so often. But basically, they're there to be their family and be the support system that they can't right. quite get at home. Now, on the other side, we have therapeutic foster care. And therapeutic foster care, um, basically, foster care is seen as a mental health treatment right. with our children. These are children who, you know, have, have experienced great trauma. Um, so they've got different mental and behavioral issues that um, that need a little extra care. Right. Excellent. And with that, uh, Asia, again, just trying to picture you just a month <laughs> into yeah. your new job. But the great thing about when you work with an agency such as Children's Home Society of North Carolina, you really do get some great extensive training in what it is you do. And just from your bubbly personality <laughs> thus far, Asia, I have a feeling that you really enjoy working with children. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any siblings by chance? I am the oldest. I have I have two brothers and two sisters. Wow. I actually got a sister. I'm 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Guess how old my little sister is? How old is your little sister? Not even two. Wow. <laughs> so she really is the newest addition to the family. Yeah, yeah. Literally. And, and I love her to pieces, but, you Wonderful. know, it's kind of different because we're more like aunt. aunt right, because there's, aunt such an, sort of thing. because there's such an age gap. Yeah, yeah. I'm over here trying to figure out, you know, where I'm going to live. She's yeah. like, um, I'm trying to get potty trained. So, well, oh, or maybe not trying so to get potty really trained. So that really is two opposite ends of right. the spectrum. Now, do you, by chance, if you ever happen to be out and about, and sometimes I think this happens with family members when we're with someone who is relatively young, a lot of people may want to naturally assume that you're the mom. Uh, (laughs) Do you get that a lot with your baby sister? All the time. All the time, yeah. Yeah. All the time. And I'm just like, and you know, they don't even ask, like, are you the mother? It's more like, right. uh, It's more like, uh, yeah, when you're a mom, you know, I'm like, I'm not her mom. Like I'm her big and sister. In fact, she's pushing my biological clock back about ten years. Oh, no. So <laughs> nice to hear you want to take your time. That's important, yes. Asia. Very important. But just I'm just trying to imagine the looks on people's faces when you do say to them, "No, I'm her big sister." Yeah, it's always look like wait, what? And then, but you know what? Some people because I do look younger. Yeah. They're like, okay, maybe it's not that far. Right. But, but even yeah. if I was like, you know. 18, 16 yeah. years old, that's still a big age gap between mm-hmm. her. Very so. true, very true. But but big sis you are, and I, I know you, like you said, you love your little sister, you love your brothers too, Yes. and all of your family. Well, thank you very much for what you've shared thus far. Let me ask one more question, Asia, before we go to break. How does the Children's Home Society actually support area families who are interested in some of the services that you provide? Okay. 
Well, like you mentioned, um, we do have different family life education services. And those are different classes that, that parents can take because a lot of people who are becoming foster and adoptive parents, right. they've never actually been parents before. before. Right. So instead of just kind of thrusting them and saying, hey, parent this child, yeah. we, you can go to different classes and learn more about what it takes to you know, be a good parent Excellent. and learn how to meet the needs of the children who are coming into care. Um, also, our licensing specialists, placement specialists, they're going to be with you the whole step. So you're not, oh you are not alone in coming into foster care. We're there to support you the whole way. Excellent. And with those classes, do you have them on a weekly or monthly basis, day or evening time? Uh, they're usually held within the evening. Okay. Um, some may be on a Saturday, but okay. they're, they're spread out throughout the month. We have a couple of different offerings. Okay. Excellent. So those are classes that really are conducive to a person's schedule. Yes. You'll work around with those individuals. Fantastic. Well, Asia, you did a great <laughs> job, my dear. Thank you. I just love that smile Thank and you. and you're welcome. Looking forward to more of our conversation. All right. We are going to take a quick break and thank you, Radio Family. Always look forward to your listenership as we do have more of the weekend edition of community focus we're coming back right after this break it's the weekend edition of community focus heard on saturday and sunday mornings in our intercom stations thank you radio family coming back from break and more of our public affairs show and more on the children's home society as i have asia mccoy the family recruitment specialist hello hello my dear (laughs) we had a good first half great conversation learning more about CHS, and especially for those, Asia who are tuning in, who are seriously considering wanting to become a foster parent. Okay. And a great opportunity to learn more about what it is that you do and to learn more about how they can get in contact with the Children's Home Society of North Carolina. In fact, before we went to break, Asia, we were sharing how on weekly and monthly basis there are actually training classes yes. available for those who have an interest. And I think that's a good transition now that we are back from break. What's the best way to either get in contact with you or with the agency as a whole? Okay. Well, if you want to reach out to me directly, I love to talk to people, so please yes. do. Um, you and you're going to be talking to a great individual, Radio Family. Oh. Let me just interject that. <laughs> <laughs> but you can reach me at 336-335-9256. Or if you don't want to talk on the phone, you can email me at amccoy at chsnc.org. Excellent. And we're going to repeat that information throughout the course of our conversation, Radio Family. Aisha, let me ask you this. How much of a need is there in our area for foster families? Well, we've got a great need. Um, In North Carolina alone, there's over 11,000 children right now who are in care and who Mm -hmm. need families. Um, And just to give you an idea of what it looks like in our area, mm-hmm. we had in last fiscal year, we had over 300 calls. Um, and these are DSS calls from to us um, right. asking if we had a, if we, ugh, if we have a family available. Yeah. Um, and we were only able to say yes to 18 percent. Wow. Of those families, of those, of those children. Yeah. Asia, with that, is there particularly a greater need for minority families? Well, as you may already know, there's a disproportionate number of minority children who are in care who do mm-hmm. need families. Right. Um, now, even though race isn't exactly a factor, we have right. plenty of multiracial families out there. Very good. Um, but it does help when, you know, they're able to stay connected to their heritage and in their community. So right. um, um, families in general who are minorities, like, are definitely needed. Okay. Now, with that, and I'm glad that you brought that up, Asia. in terms of you may have situations where you have children who come with a sibling. 
Right. Whether it's a brother or a sister or it's more than one individual, no doubt you want to keep the siblings intact. Exactly. And sometimes that becomes a bit of a difficulty because there could be, in, in, in case you didn't hear before the break, radio <laughs> family, Aisha was so kind enough to share that within her own family, she has a two-year-old sister. And so a lot of times when you do have that age gap, a lot of times it's harder to keep those siblings who are so far apart in age together. Right. So that's one particular factor, Aisha, that we're glad that the Children's Home Society, and especially with you as the family recruitment specialist, you really take into consideration right. and take into play is trying to keep those siblings together. That's one of the biggest challenges that we have um, is just getting is just finding families who are willing to take on a sibling group. Right. Um, we don't want to take them away from the siblings that they've known their whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it does happen just right. because we don't have the family to put them both in together. And there's certain, there's, there also is special like situations where we still try to connect them, Mm -hmm. but they don't get to, you know, be brother and sister like normal. Right. Right. Um, But we need families who, who want to take on those different Mm -hmm. sibling groups. We definitely need people who are not willing to just, just not open their home to just one child. Right. But we need them to open up their home to, you know, two, three children. Right. Very good. And hopefully Asia, from our wonderful conversation that we're having today, <laughs> that that will be the point, is that we have for our radio family that are tuning in. Again, as we mentioned, if you're seriously considering becoming a foster parent, here's a great opportunity. And again, with CHS, the Children's Home Society of North Carolina, we touched on this too earlier. It's always good to repeat too information, <laughs> uh, Asia, is that this is the leading private child welfare agency In our state of North Carolina, specializing in a lot of fantastic services, whether it is foster care, whether it's adoption, family life, education, and a whole lot more. I I touched on this, too, a little bit earlier, Asia, but this also bears repeating the age ranges of waiting children in care. We have children who are from newborn all Mm -hmm. the way to 21. Like I was saying before, we've got plenty of children um, who are adults. Well, there aren't exactly children who are adults who still need care because mm-hmm. um, we're trying to kind of intervene. Um, we don't want the, we don't want the adults to age out and, you know, not be able to have a family because mm-hmm. the statistics show that 80% of those who are incarceration at this moment mm-hmm. have been through foster care at some point, Wow, which is staggering. The fact that yeah. you could go through most of the prisons out here and find that most have, have experienced some time in foster care and have been without a family. And I think a lot of people, Asia, may not be aware of that particular correlation. So right. thanks for bringing that point up. Speaking of which, now that you say the oldest is, is 21 years of age, why is that even as adults, children are still able to be in foster care at that particular age? Well, like I, like I said, we've got um, children who are at 21 who still, who still want that family system, who still need it. So our hope is that we can intervene before, you know, homelessness or incarceration and things like that, which statistically happen are able to actually happen to them. So we still want them to be to come a step closer to finding those forever families that they want. Exactly. And that that's really the beautiful thing about it, Isha, is that everybody deserves to have a loving family. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Now let's get to or talk about the qualifications to becoming either a foster or adoptive parent. All right. Well, a lot of people think that you have to be rich, you have to be married, you have to own your own home, but I'm here to tell you that is not the case. 
Uh, we've got, you have to be at least 21. Right. You have to have enough money to financially sustain your home. Mm-hmm. You have to have a fairly clean criminal background check. Um, and you also have to have the space for the children. It, every child needs their own bed, mm-hmm. closet space, and drawer space. Mm-hmm. And also, I'd say you have to have you have to have the drive to and and the support in order right. to raise a child in your home. Absolutely, I think we can add one more quality to Asia, and that's definitely the love. Absolutely, we know there is a lot of it to go around, and especially Asia. I think about individuals who probably don't have the ability to naturally have children of their own look as or look to this as a wonderful way with which to welcome another member of the family. They just, of course, don't do it biologically. Right. But still family (laughs) is family. Blood is still blood. But really, those are not very difficult qualifications to me. And do you find that is the case with, with most people who do contact you? And the agency, are they quite surprised by that when, when they say, well, I'm, I'm at least 21. I am financially stable and enough to or make enough to where I can support another individual. I don't know if this is a fair question to ask you, Asia, and I hope it doesn't come across as being unfair. But do you have individuals who really say when we getting back to the age range, you likely have some that are, and I don't want to use the word bias, but for lack of a better word, they have, they lean more, maybe that's a better way to, to word it or to term it, to term it, is they lean more to a specific age group. Absolutely. Yeah. For the most part, especially like you spoke about for families that aren't able to have children, mm-hmm. they want babies, they want yeah. newborns. Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is that it's possible, right. but... They aren't, they aren't actually available for adoption mm-hmm. until a year. Okay. They have to, they have to. It's important to know. Yeah. Yeah. And the average waiting child in our, in our care is nine years old. Okay. So we have plenty of older children who, not to say that the younger children don't need the families as much, but right. you know, they've gone a good bit of their life. So mm-hmm. you have a chance to really intervene within their lives and really help out and become the foster parent. Absolutely. And at that impressionable age, Aisha, there's still an opportunity for the child to continue to grow and to look at that foster or adoptive parent or parents as, as mentors. Right. You know, because for, for a lot of us, we we look (laughs) up to, to not necessarily just our moms and dads, but there are others who are, whether they're within the family unit and sometimes outside of the family unit, that can be an important part of that growing up process, <laughs> if that's, you will. That's one of the unique qualities of foster and adoptive parents is the exactly. fact that you get to actually match the interests of the family. Because right. when you learn about children after you have gotten licensed and you learn about waiting mm-hmm. children, they'll tell you about what their interests are and you'll see that these children are just like us. They have Absolutely. different hobbies. Absolutely, that's and, true. You know, things like that. And the fact that you can kind of be a mentor to them mm. and... And something that they love, that's a connection automatically right there. I like that. And that's an excellent word to use is is connection, especially with ones in that particular age group, Asia, because like you said, once that relationship develops and you get to see that young child open up (laughs) a little bit more and a little bit more, especially when that young child comes to the realization that this is a loving family and I'm exactly where I need to be. Yeah. Beautiful thing. Radio family, thank you so much for your great company. If you're just joining us, welcome. 
if you've been with us since the start of the program, thank you so much. Either way, I really do appreciate <laughs> you being a part of the weekend edition of Community Focus. I just love that laugh. I've thank got a very, you. you're so welcome. Yeah, I have you a know very what? Sometimes wet. I'm like, I don't want to hear that laugh, but <laughs> I wish I had like a cute, a little squeaky laugh. But no, no, I love it. Thank Asia, you. Thank, thank you so much. Wonderful company with Asia McCoy. She is the family recruitment specialist. And really wonderful people to talk to. In fact, everyone at the Children's Home Society of North Carolina. Radio family, you will be in contact with good individuals who, again, are specializing in services from foster care to family life education, adoption, and a whole lot more here on the weekend edition of Community Focus, heard on our intercom stations. Switching gears, Asia, just a little bit, let's talk about and have you share what, if any, are some of the challenges CHS is seen in placing children in homes. Okay. Well, we already spoke about the sibling groups. Um, the idea that a lot of a lot of people who want to become foster parents only think of it as bringing in just one child into mm-hmm. the home. Mm-hmm. When there's so many children out there who have them their and their siblings as well who really, really need homes and want to stay mm-hmm. together. So we need parents with that kind of heart to take on exactly. just more than one child. Also, I'd say that we did speak about this earlier, um, about a lot of families only wanting younger children. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many children only, many families just want zero to six year olds. Right. And so we do need families as well who want to take on those older children because they need you just like the newborns do. Exactly. And And Aisha, with that, let me ask you, do you have uh, situations where you may have, because as we talked about earlier, when it comes to the qualifications to become a foster or adoptive parent, when we look at an individual who's at least 21 years of age or older, do you have older adults, say those who may be, and I guess I'll use myself <laughs> as an example. I'm I'm getting up there as an, an older adult. I'm not I quite in my senior. Oh, you're so sweet. I can't you tell. You're so sweet. But do you have older adults who are perhaps maybe at that age in which they have reared children who are your age or my age and probably could be grandparents even who are looking at adopting within that age range. I was actually just at a recent community event. Wow. And I had a lot of older, older parent, older parents who were like, you know, you know, I'm already old. I'm retired. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. But there are a good number of older parents who just have an empty nest right now. Yeah. When you're used to having children roaming around your house and grandchildren are not exactly. always there. Right. You might want to fill up your home again with another child. Good You've point. provided that love for many, many years at this point. Right. Why not take on another child? And Absolutely. we do have we do have older parents who choose to Absolutely. do that. That's great timing. Yeah. That that just happened as that question was <laughs> being asked. Very good. Well, on the opposite end of that spectrum, Aisha, let's talk about what if you have an individual who says something along the lines. I don't think being a foster parent is for me, but I would still like to help in some way. Okay. Well, getting the word out is the biggest problem that we're having at the moment. Okay. Um, just like I expressed to you the need that we've got over 11,000 children in North Carolina who need homes right, right now. But everyone doesn't know that. A lot of people consider a foster care adoption, yeah. but they don't take the, t- the chance to get that information. So as far as how we can help, we need the help badly of churches, community organizations, mm-hmm. businesses, to help us get the word out, whether it's just hosting information meetings or simply putting up a poster, mm-hmm. whatever that you can help to get our children a step closer to finding a forever family is much appreciated. Excellent. Now, does an individual, when they either get in contact with you, Asia, or someone else affiliated with the Children's Home Society, 
do they go through like a, a interview type process if they do have an interest and they get in contact with you? What were the necessary steps? Okay. If you can talk about that. So the first step after you've gotten enough information where you feel like this is something that you really want to do. Right. You're going to fill out your application, which is online. And mm -hmm. if you call me, I will make sure I'll send it to you in an email so you have it. Okay, excellent. Um, so the first thing, you'll fill out the application, and that includes a criminal background check, and you return that application with $20 in a check or money order per adult that's in your home. Okay. Now, once that's completed, our processor, who happens to be right beside me, oh, <laughs> she'll she'll go through your application, make sure everything checks out. Right. Once that happens, mm -hmm. you will get a call from her, and she'll set up an interview time with a social worker. And that's when you'll have your first interview I would say ask a few questions, but they're going to yeah. ask quite a bit of questions. Okay. But okay. it's all it's all about you and it's all for, you know, for the cause of getting a child. Absolutely. And of course, the necessity of matching you with the right child. Absolutely. Especially if you do have a, a specification that you want to be matched with someone. If, if it is a younger child. And as we mentioned, Radio Family, there there is really a great need. What's what is that that age range of, of children that you really are hoping to to match with foster and adoptive parents? Asia? We really and truly want to get seven the age range of seven to twenty one. Okay, those individuals are considered older children mm -hmm. in foster care, right. and those are who we really focused on okay. is getting is getting them adopted. Great, great. What's been the, the reaction from the kids themselves once once they are matched with that ideal family? You know, I haven't had the chance to actually meet someone who okay. is in care. Yeah. But I did come across at the last community event, I came across a few CHS families. Oh, very good. And, you know, I think a lot of people have this preconception that like, oh, well, they're a foster child. They're not really going to fit into our family. Mm -hmm. But when they came up to the table and told yeah. me, hey, we're a CHS family, yeah. I would have never thought. They were wow. just happy and yeah. running around like normal kids. So, And that's the great thing, too. When we talk about families, you do have a lot of homes that especially likely, Asia in this day and age, come from blended families. Right. And we think about blended families, uh, you know, and, and, and I guess the <laughs> best case example if, for those of you and, and Asia, this obviously will have to come in the form of reruns okay? <laughs> because you're, you're such a baby, but, you, but I'm sure you heard of an old TV program called the Brady Bunch. I have. Okay. So that was an example <laughs> of a blended family where a husband and wife each had three children of their own. And I'm not going to break out into the song, <laughs> but that kind of gives you an, an example, just, just idealistically and realistically uh, radio family and whatever your situation may have to be. Cause we talked about this too. A little bit earlier, um, Asia is the fact that you may have those who come from a single parent background, some who may come from a two parent family home, some again who are looking to be in that position where they want to have a child added to the family or they're already an existing family and they want to grow. Yeah. What a beautiful way to, to have an addition. Exactly. By having someone in that particular age group that Asia just mentioned your seven to your 21-year-olds. Well, Asia, this has been a great conversation. I have a couple of more questions for you. <laughs> One being specifically, how can others learn more about the Children's Home Society and becoming definitely that foster or adoptive parent or parents? Okay, well, you can find more information about Children's Home Society at www.chsnc.org. And there you'll find different resources about 
uh, what it takes to become a foster and adopt mm-hmm. a family and some right. of our family life education services. Now, if you want to reach out to me <laughs> and talk with me, you can reach me at amccoy at chsnc.org. Or you can give me a call at 336-335-9256, and I'll be happy to talk with you some more about the process and answer some questions that you might have. Okay, say that number once again, Asia. It's 336-335-9256. Okay, I got it down. And chsnc.org yes. to get additional information as well. You did a fantastic job, my dear. Thank you. You're so welcome. Again, welcome to the Community Focus family. Now, before we wrap up, is there anything giving you uh, this opportunity that I didn't either ask or that you want to talk about in the remaining minutes of the program? You know, I think we've pretty much gone over, Excellent. you know, all the points that I wanted to touch. But okay. um, I just I just wanted I just keep thinking about this girl. Her name was Daisha. She's one of our children. Yes. And I think about her a lot as far as like, you know, when I when I have a frustrated second or something mm-hmm. like that. And when they were at when they asked her, you know, what would it be like to have a family? And she said it would be a dream come true. Wow. So, you know, that kind of motivates me just to know that, you know, becoming a foster parent to different children is a dream come true for them. And it is, you know, something that you can make a reality for them. So that's a beautiful experience. And thank you for sharing that story for that young lady and perhaps for so many others. May I ask how old she is, by the way? She was a teenager. I believe she was around 15 or 16. At that time. And again, part of that age group of 7 to 21 where you have, Aisha, so many kids and even preteens that that are looking for for homes. And we know, Radio Family, there are a lot of you out there who have not just a home to give, but you have a lot of love that you would like to give to a particular individual. So what a great opportunity. Even if this is something that you have just thought about. Yes. Here's a chance that if you really want to act on it, to take advantage of the opportunity through this wonderful conversation this morning <laughs> with Asia McCoy by contacting her directly again at 336-335-9256 or emailing chsnc.org and to directly email Asia it's a McCoy and that's m c c o y at chsnc.org right very good and and simply talk with Asia or with any member of the Children's Home Society of North Carolina. Asia, I thought you said it so nicely that a lot of times you probably have individuals that maybe aren't the best or greatest of communicators <laughs> right. on the phone, but express themselves more so or can do it better through an email. And if that's the case for you, then do it that way. Or if Believe you're the not, opposite. That is you. That is me. Oh wow! I can't. I you can't, can't tell, I just, but, no, I know, but that I just but really me. is I, it. I would have never thought that just from our conversation, Asia. Yeah. But but thank you for that. Or if you are on the opposite end of that spectrum, if you do feel more comfortable in sitting down with someone by the phone, I take again, Radio Family, that opportunity. A lot of wonderful kids out there who are in need of some good homes, and I know that there are a lot of people, Asia within our listening audience who can provide those good homes. Absolutely. So I am looking forward to, my dear, because I love extending an invitation (laughs) to new members of our community focus family that you are welcome back anytime. And really, Aisha, another opportunity to share great experiences with our young ones and just to have a reminder of, of those, again, who are thinking about becoming 
that foster or adoptive parent, maybe giving us, you know, the latest information as to what's happening with the Children's Home Society. I would love to have you back on a future program. So so let's look forward to that yes, together. Let's please, please do. And Absolutely. hopefully I've got some great updates from from people who are listening out there. Wonderful. Yes, you know. exactly. Well, I look forward to that. So with that said, Aisha, on this program, there are no goodbyes. <laughs> Just until next time, <laughs> my dear. Right. Well, welcome, newbie. Hey, no more. I'm not a newbie You're official. Anymore. That's right. You are officially a member of our community focused family. Aisha McCoy, my dear, I am just so proud of you to be the family recruitment specialist, all that you do, and especially for a young lady that is in a position to help our members of our community. Thank you for that, my dear. Keep up the great work. Oh, thank you so much. I love love hearing (laughs) the good things, especially the good things that young people like yourselves are doing. You're setting a great example. Thank you. You're welcome. So until that next time, my dear. I look forward to our conversation. And until that next time, Radio Family, I know there are a lot of you, regardless of your age, (laughs) who are doing some great things in our communities as well. Please keep doing the great things that you are doing. And indeed, until that next time arrives, enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of this weekend. We bring to a close another weekend edition of Community Focus. Take care. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.